All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The Daily Faceoff podcast comes to you courtesy of the Nation Network. The first overall pick in the 2015 NHL draft. Face-off. The Daily Face-Off. The Daily Face-Off podcast with your host, Brock Sagan. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Season 4, Episode 13 of the Daily Face-Off podcast. I'm your host, Brock Segan. With me, as always, Dylan D. Berthiam. How's it going, D? Doing good, Brock. I rarely throw it to you first, but I try to throw it, switch it up. I realized as I was saying it, I'm like, man, I literally introduced this, the first 30 seconds of this podcast the exact same every time. Yeah. And Michael Beebs born. That's good, because normally I just talk way too much, and D's sitting there like, hey, let's get to me. So then we throw it to D, and chewing good, yeah. Brock, chewing yeah. good, and then we get right into it. I'm like, yeah, you know I did this, this, and this, but um, doing good, Brock. Yeah, you, uh, you skipped yoga this week for us, because yeah. we're going to go uh, watch the... Chiefs Rams. Sports which is too gonna good. Be, yeah, it's just gonna be phenomenal. Yeah. Scores gonna be sixty to sixty, hopefully, and it'll just be uh, just a shootout. It's an absolute barn burner. But, Honestly, uh, I woke up this morning feeling lazy as shit, so I was like, uh, I need a reason to skip, and uh, and you guys gave it to me. There you go. Yeah, and it's sports also helped. So sports uh, called you well. Sports gods are helping me out, and you guys. So thank you. So, um, 
I guess hopefully one of us wins our DraftKings contest tonight. We ran it on a Monday this no time question. around. I'm taking this one. Yeah, okay. Heard, heard it here first. Heard it here. Because, um, yeah, American Thanksgiving this Thursday, so the NHL schedule is ass backwards. We got like nine games it's tonight, one game tomorrow, I think 13 games 14 on Wednesday. On Wednesday. 14 on Wednesday. 14. And then zero games, obviously, on Thursday for another big Friday, Saturday slate. It's a cool week, though. Like, it's weird because, like, there's no games on Tuesday and Thursday, essentially. But there's still a bunch of teams that play four games this week because like yeah. they're they just packed. Weekend's the rest. heavy. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's nuts. They just awesome. packed it all. A lot of Friday, Saturday back to back. Oh yeah, so many. There's gonna be a, it's gonna be a wild uh, weekend slate for sure. Yeah. Uh, but speaking of wild, last week was crazy in terms of hockey injuries. Uh, seemingly every single night, like one team Something had a star on. had a star go down or like I had one guy tweet at me after I posted some news he's like it's just a bloodbath out there like teams are just losing like three or four guys a night yeah and it's honestly how it felt last year or last week like everybody and so many big names so uh that's mainly what we're going to focus on on today's show uh we're going to talk a lot about uh injury news and a lot about what it means for each individual team uh you know which players are going to step in into bigger roles on their respective teams and then after that we're going to talk about some waiver wire pickups uh, to replace because I'm sure probably 85% of our listeners had at least one of their players get injured this week yeah. because IR just that many are full. Oh yeah, just that many stars uh, get injured. So uh, one of the biggest stars in the NHL for the last decade, Sidney Crosby. Uh, we'll start with him. Uh, he's day-to-day right now with an upper body injury. Not a conky. No, he, not a conky. He, uh, he skated today uh, so he doesn't Appear like it doesn't appear he's going to be out for a long yeah. uh, period of time. Is he actually playing D today? In no, he was, was just, just he a, was like rotating just oh, through okay. line rushes. <laughs> I saw that and I just didn't have the time to like read into it, but I was like, this is just ridiculous. No, I, I wouldn't put it past him. Like, I tweeted it out back there. Message Dylan right away. I'm like, over under three and a half people who take this tweet seriously. Yeah. But nobody so the half. Hey, yeah. I'll admit I didn't do the research. So, but with Sidney Crosby going out, Derek Broussard is back. Broussard has stepped into. Top six role with Hornquist and Gensel. And Gensel, correct. Yeah. And then uh, Tanner Pearson's been playing on the top line or basically on the Malkin line with uh, Malkin and Kessel. Yeah. Uh, Pearson hasn't really done a whole lot yet. Uh, Hornquist, oh, yeah. though, I shit on him last week and right after the episode, big he week. got bumped to the top six and had a big week. So uh, hopefully nobody listens. You did uh, shit on week, him. But he'll drop back out into the with top. With taught like him in the nine. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. So we'll but I mean, still, he's still going to be. Sh- Shitty Hornquist for the rest of the season. Yeah. Uh, he'll move back down to that bottom six. A lot like uh, but do you guys like anybody in Pittsburgh right now? I mean, obviously Crosby's coming back soon. They're really struggling, though. Is there anybody in that lower tier of own percentage players like a Pearson and oh. Uh, that interests you at all right now? Yeah, I, I think just whoever's on that extra spot with Melkin and Kessel uh, is always going to be worth, uh, maybe not a courtesy ad or a spectatory ad, but at least a decent streaming option on any given night. Like, uh, I know I picked up Pearson in the league right away just as soon as I went there because you never know. I mean, we've seen yeah, uh, guys a lot worse than Pearson put up some serious numbers <laughs> uh, in Pittsburgh's top six. So, uh, you know, it, it's, it is worth, I think, a bit of a speculatory ad, especially if he does end up playing with Malcolm and Kessel uh, over the next little bit. Like, I mean, like we said, like ha- Haglin uh, obviously was the one who got flipped for Pearson. Haglin, Malcolm Kessel has been uh, pretty much ever. their exclusive second line, yeah, this entire yeah, season. was doing nothing. Uh, yeah, so it creates, you know, a, a serious hole uh, on Malkin's left wing, and it makes sense that Pearson would slide right into that spot, and that's what's happening right now. So uh, he could get an extended look there. might not just be a short-term thing. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know. 
like Hornquist, uh, obviously him and Castle play the same side. And then Gensel, you would imagine, is going to be on Crosby's left uh, wing and not Malkin's more yeah. often than not. Yeah. So that really does create a void for Pearson in the time being. Yeah. Uh, just whether or not he can produce in that spot. Uh, his underlying numbers suggest he can, but we just haven't seen it yet, so I don't know. Yeah, definitely. And one thing we see every time that Sid goes down is Malkin takes a gigantic step forward and kind of steps into that role he always has. And that bodes well for Pearson playing alongside him. If, yeah. You know, Malkin, we've seen him have an MVP season without Sid there. Um, yeah. So he can do that. And if, and if he brings Pearson along for the ride, which can easily happen, secondary assists, who knows? You know, a couple points yeah. here and there, it doesn't hurt. Yeah. Um, plus power play one, right? Yeah, so I think if you got uh, the roster spot to play with, it, it's worth I think he's got up. left wing, right wing, too, which is, you know... Uh, yeah, we, I'm not sure. We love eligibility. But, uh... And yeah, I know he yeah. definitely yeah. has left... Yeah, <laughs> 100%. Definitely. But, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't think it's worth dropping a guy who's, like, a bona fide, you know, rosterable player. I, even just the bottom of the roster, like fringe 55 point guy. Because uh, yeah. we don't know if Pierce could be that, but yeah, I, huge know, risk. But if, if you're streaming anyone, the spot, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it's worth a short term. Yeah, see, you just lost four guys in the last week's slay yeah. fest. You know, maybe give him a little. He's got significantly more upside uh, than Haglin, I guess, is the one. In that spot, yeah. Yeah, yeah than Haglin did. Haglin was pretty much just garbage. Uh, yeah. But Pierce well, is also a guy. Seen power play time, so. Well, yeah, and he's a guy that's, that's like, he, nice, yeah. you know, we expected a breakout there for a couple of years and it just never really materialized. He started falling down the depth chart and that obviously uh, hurts. But playing with Malkin, I think, could bring. He uh, can't get over 40 point. The best possible, you would imagine. Yeah, for To find out what he is. He's left time. wing only, so I apologize, by the way. Yeah, but, okay. That's all right. Let's. Uh, so that side. Let's move to another really quality center who got hurt this week. Uh, Patrice Bergeron is still being evaluated for an upper body injury. Uh, he was sent back to Boston to be evaluated during the road trip. Uh, not won't play on Wednesday. Sounds like he could miss some time. No. Nope. Uh, doesn't sound... Uh, I guess we don't really know how serious it could be, uh, but right now it doesn't sound very good. Uh, with Patrice out, uh, David Krejci has moved up the depth chart. They've split up David Pasternak and Brad Marchand. So Krejci uh, played with Anders Bjork mm-hmm. and David Pasternak, while Marchand moved to the second line with Joachim Nordstrom and Jake DeBrusque. Uh, obviously the real... Um, fantasy boost here is David Krejci. Yeah. Uh, do yeah. you guys have any interest in adding Krejci uh, right now? I think Krejci is a almost must pick up if you have a center slot right now for as long as Bergeron's out. Just um, you know, we've seen this is not Boston one anymore since you, as you yeah. said, they have split up. But um, Krejci is extremely con- consistent. We've loved Krejci on this show for years. Um, he's definitely on his Frimley downfall. Right. But. Uh, one thing I did notice, which is absolutely crazy, I didn't know he's this consistent. Five 62-plus point seasons for David Krejci. Mm-hmm. Um, that's extremely impressive. Put him in that spot. We've seen him do well with Pasternak five, four or five years ago, or three years ago, whatever, when Pasternak was first breaking into mm-hmm. the league. It was with Krejci there. So they're not completely foreign to each other. Um, I like Krejci right now. Again, he's strictly center, so it's a little pick-and-choosy. But if you have that spot, this is a... It's it's elite. I mean, if you have Bergeron, they're going to get yeah, scored on. Yeah, they're going to get scored on a ton this team from now on because their defense is just <laughs> dead. But um, but I mean, yeah, you they don't have care no, about that. They have no defensemen. Yeah. Literally, six I, injured or something. Yeah, like obviously it's not uh, as good as it's been in the past. When I guess uh, Riley Nash comes to mind last year when Bergeron went down, yeah. Nash hop, hopped up just right in Bergeron's spot and left Marshawn and Pasternak both on either side of him. Yeah, yeah. Um, so obviously that'd be a much better spot having Marshawn there too, but I think if you were to choose between one of Pasternak or Marshawn, uh, you know, to be leached to or attached to, you'd obviously rather Pasternak on the top line. And the, the big thing too is he moves up to the top power play unit. Uh, should still remain pretty effective. Bergeron, obviously a great player, but uh, not the most essential cog to that power play yeah. unit, I don't think. So, um, so should, you know, that should alone raise a lot of his upside just being on that top unit with Marshawn and Pasternak. 
But yeah, I think it's, you know, I, I like Krejci a lot. We have for a few years now, but his game offensively has been declining the last few seasons. Just doesn't shoot enough anymore. Yeah, and, no, and it's actually been a topic conversation in Boston I've seen on Twitter is like, because he is like a, a quality shooter, but he ha- he just doesn't shoot. He just refuses to shoot his pass first guy. And Boston's just getting furious because it's been an issue for like five years where the guy just doesn't shoot even though yeah, but you know what you're teaching that old dog. Yeah, new trick. But <laughs> you know, no. if you look at their numbers too, like their, uh, the Krejci lines over the last couple seasons have kind of morphed into more uh, a shutdown line, or at least that's what the numbers suggest. Mm-hmm. They're not creating, uh, they're really, you know, creating like 22 scoring chances per 60, so just like really low end stuff, but they're holding their opponents even less than that. So yeah. it works at the pace of over a full season uh, for an NHL team, but fantasy, I don't know how well it's going to correlate. You expect playing with Passion Act to bump the scoring chances for sure. a little bit. Uh, but at the end of the day, center's going to drive the line, right? He's just so, a lead at this point, passion yeah. act by himself, so hopefully it helps. Yeah. Uh, should, yeah. should help Krejci's value a little bit. That I mean, score for itself, though. I, mean. I guess the one thing, too, is it all depends how long Bergeron's out. I mean, if it's day-to-day, it's not worth making a crazy move for Krejci. No, but I do agree, though, if you have this spot. Like, yeah. if you have Bergeron. Yeah, exactly. The spot opens up makes sense. Uh, might as well stick with Boston here, because not too many players are going to move up because of this, because they're all injured. But uh, Zidane Char is the big one for them. Uh, not so much fantasy value. but uh, Char, just big. Yeah, Char will miss at least four weeks with an MCL injury. Um, I guess he could miss more than four weeks. It, he'll be reevaluated in four weeks. Uh, so he's out for at least until mid-December. Uh, a little bit. Uh, going to Washington now, Evgeny Kuznetsov and TJ Oshie both remain day-to-day with upper body injuries. Uh, rumor is that they're both concussions. Uh, they both kind of looked like concussions when Oshie's they happened. for sure. Yeah, Oshie's no skull just got driven into the ice. That was pretty yeah. brutal. And, like, he's a guy, I think they said this is his fourth, or he has four documented concussions before this, so <laughs> not ideal for him. Uh, they're both out. Uh, with Kuznetsov out, um, Lars Eller has moved up to the top line with Tom Wilson oh, and Alex Ovechkin. Uh, Burakovsky and Verona both move into the top six as well, next to Backstrom while Oshie's out. Um I'm not like a huge Lars Eller fan. Yeah. Um, you heard if you were. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I I don't uh, I don't Aww. think that like I have more faith in Krejci replacing Bergeron than I do in Lars Eller replacing Kuznetsov. Yep. Um, They've just been so bad at five v five anyway. Yeah. I don't think it's gonna matter yeah, too and much. He's not. He's not on PP one. And like no, I don't think like Ovi's gonna do that much worse. But like I wouldn't expect a whole lot of Eller. Like no. all of Kuznetsov's production comes from the power. And like play. the amount of times we've talked about Verona and Burakovsky on the show. You know, once they get top six minutes, yeah. it's going to happen. They just seemingly never do it, and they yeah. always just get bumped down back into the bottom six and three games. So, any interest in any of those three guys? No, no, no. Like I think Eller is a decent streaming option yeah, or yeah. spot start. Keep it on, um, especially because yeah. he's on the top of the unit too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'd rather have Krejci if he's there, and they're both strict centers. So, yeah, take Krejci. Uh, going to Nashville now. PK Subban was placed on IR last Thursday. Will miss at least two more games as a result of being moved to IR. Uh, yeah. That includes one this evening. So uh, he'll miss Wednesday's game as well. After that, he could come back. Uh, no real timetable on his return. I think they just called him day-to-day, so I think they're expecting him to be back uh, this weekend, uh, if not early next week. Uh, Victor Arvidsson, however, uh, will miss six to eight weeks with a broken thumb. Um, yeah, not good, but two very um, quality fantasy ads come out of these two injuries, uh, at least in the short term for, for Subban owners. Uh, Ryan Ellis, obviously yeah. not really available on a lot of waiver wires. But he becomes it. But uh, he's a stud now Goes as a from result. from 15 to a top 10 almost. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Matias Eckholm now has seen a lot of additional power play time. So he's the guy that really benefits from this injury. Um, he's a guy, if you're in a league where you know block shots and stuff like that count, uh, adds a little bit more. But he good. at wing, uh, Craig Smith has moved up in um, Victor Arvidsson's spot Sorry, with 
Forsberg and Johansson. And Smith's a guy who shoots the puck a ton. He's a guy that we've always expected to, to score a little more than he does, but he's also a guy who's been a quality goal scorer throughout his career. Uh, the first game they all played together, I uh, generated they generated a ton of chances. Uh, so I like uh, Craig Smith right now, especially if you are an Arvidsson owner and you're in a deeper league. I think Craig Smith's worth a good ad. Uh, makes her a good ad. Unfortunately, today our boy Kevin Fiala got bumped to the fourth line. Uh, Ryan Hartman's been playing lights out, though. He's back up yeah. on the second line. Uh, do you guys have any interest in Craig Smith right now, though? Craig Smith, uh, you know, 20-goal scorer pretty much consistently throughout his career, almost every year except for um, in 16-17, which is super impressive. So I like him for the goals if you're picking a guy up short-term. Mm-hmm. I always love goals. Um, and like you said, he's moving up the lineup. Shoots a ton. Shots are, you know, big in league. So he's yeah. he's a nice, nice start for the time being. Um, keep an eye on him for sure because... That injury could be, you know, longer than they say. If it, well, six to eight weeks, that. I mean, he could get an extended look there. Yeah, exactly. The one, the one issue, yeah. I guess, though, is they've really they were talking about in the press broadcast, like Smith, Johansson, and Forsberg have really not played together at all because Arvidsson's always there. Yeah. So I mean, he could lose that spot really quickly. Yeah. But true, or he but could gel he could, super. Hard. Or it could be great. Obviously, yeah. it made sense. Like Smith's the clear number two right wing on that yeah. depth chart, and he's played on that top power play for the last year and a half now yeah. uh, with Forsberg and Johansson. Um, but yeah, I think it bodes really well for Smith. Um, he's a guy who needs to get his shots to score goals because he only shoots around 10%, uh, pretty consistently too, year in and year out. Uh, but he had 229 shots last year playing like 15 and a half minutes yeah, a day. Yeah, that's super so impressive. So if, you know, any, if he's to get any sort of long-term run, um, just playing on that top line, you know, just the uh, increased nice time alone should be enough to generate more shots. Uh, but then, obviously, you throw in the fact Even, that he's playing on a more dominant line with Johansson and Forsberg. There's just going to be a lot of extra scoring chances there. Uh, so, yeah, should outperform anything he's done to uh, to his career to this date, you would think, playing um, on this expansion. Even goal. though, like, playing on the second line for the majority of the season until last game, he was on pace for a career-high 274 shots. So his shot yeah, and that's still only playing 15 and a half. Exactly. So if you, if you, that's, what I'm, that's what I'm saying. If it, yeah. Like you said, that shot volume continues to increase with uh, yeah. increased playing time. I mean, this is a guy that could break 300 shots. Yeah. And then as you look at his ice time the last two games, 17 minutes, 24 seconds, two games ago, last game, 18 minutes, 47 exactly. seconds, three shots in each of those games. Yeah. So I like Smith a lot. Uh, if you're thin on the right wing, if you're a guy that owned Arvinson, uh, I, I would look at picking Smith up for sure. Uh, another defenseman injury, John Klingberg, will miss at least five more weeks after undergoing surgery on his hand. Expected to miss roughly 15 more games. Um, the boy, Miro. Yeah, Miro Heiskanen uh, and Essa Lindell. Uh, I know, Beebs, you're going to talk a little bit more about Lindell later in the show. You got a little bit of, uh, you got you got more uh, got information on him. on him. But let's talk about Heiskanen for a little bit. Uh, Lindell did take his spot on the top power play unit in the last game. Uh, but Heiskanen has played pretty well. Uh, but like we've said before, when we were talking about Rasmus Dahlin, uh, we don't really see a lot of production out of rookie uh, defensemen. What do you guys think about Heiskanen? I know I own him in a, in a couple leagues, and uh, I mean, he's been playing a ton. The production isn't exactly there. Uh, only two goals on 40 shots, eight points in 20 games, but he's playing almost 23 minutes a night. Um, did you have any interest in, in adding Heiskanen? Yeah, I think if you need the D spot, he's definitely worth a flyer right now. Um, you know, I like Lindell too, and obviously, I think a lot of it comes down to who's going to be on that top unit. Uh, just based off what they've done this year, it seems like if you know Klingberg, it's if I had to put a guess on it, even with Lindell being there now, I'd imagine Heiskanen sees the majority of that time mm-hmm. on that top unit. But obviously, if Lindell plays well there, yeah. um, that could change. But yeah, I just think there's obviously a lot of offensive talent here. He's playing a lot, uh, good offense, not a good offensive team, but a really good line. Uh, obviously with Ben Sagan and Radulov. So if he, as long as he's hanging around them on the ice, there's going to be potential to get points. Uh, but a bit unfortunate to only be at eight points through 20 games right now. 
but you know that's barely off half point a game it's not bad, yeah. yeah so it's like fringe rosterable as it is and then you look at the extra opportunity that's going to be coming his way I think it's worth a flyer like and it's said. like yeah. some of these guys it's a lot like, of upside like picking up Ekholm would be fine yeah but he might only be there for two games yeah two more games yeah, you, high six you, know, you know you're looking at an extra five weeks here at least yeah. um, Klimberg going out is one of the bigger losses as far as minutes go he's averaging 25 yeah. a game yeah splitting 25 minutes up among a team that's already pretty terrible on the back end is yeah I mean like Roman Bullock's eating tons of minutes right exactly now. Roman's eating a ton you got Essel and Dell eating a ton and then obviously Eisen. Eisen. Um and they're, yeah. they're rolling seven defensemen like almost every night right now yeah. just trying to deal with it yeah, yeah. so I, I I love them both for Flyers I'll get into Lindell earlier but I agree um, just the ice time itself I I wouldn't be surprised if these games go to OT if either of these guys touch 30 one, one oh, yeah, yeah for sure Heisman's on the ice is, all uh, so is Lindell 30's nice for fantasy uh, then, a lot of minuses Let's stick on the blue line here. Uh, Sammy Vatnin was placed on IR with a lower body injury. Um, and then his teammate, Nico Heischer, is day-to-day with an upper body injury. Could return Wednesday, though, so we won't talk about Heischer too much. Uh, he's missed the last four games. You want to talk Tra- about Travis Ajax? Travis Ajax moved up in that spot, done a pretty uh, reasonable job. Zach has come back up. He scored a goal finally. Uh, but need- not a whole lot of interest in either one of those guys. I mean, if, no. if-, if Heischer was out long-term... And and Zajac was going to get an extended run with Hall. I'd have more interest, yeah. but I mean, Zajac I has been there before. Yeah. Oh yeah, um, and so, he's you know, he's played well yeah. in, in yeah. his just absence. But like, he's going to play a ton too, so I think he's yeah. worth a spot. It's worth start a, for that. maybe. A yeah. for like if he sure doesn't play Wednesday, yeah. and you want. But to I'm not like, again. I'm not sacrificing like a, a worthy roster yeah, player. If you're doing a DraftKings just for to pick up Zajac yeah. for a couple games. But yeah, if it comes to the end of the week and got the extra spot, and he's still there. Uh, he's going to play a lot. He's yeah. Just being on that top power yeah, play is not just anything else. He's huge. shown he can eat up minutes. In but the past. Yeah. I think he sure comes back uh, probably Wednesday. Um, but Vatnin on IR, he's going to have to miss a couple games. So, yeah. uh, the main benefactor from that is David Severson. My boy. Uh, we'll play more. Uh, see some power play time now. Uh, but not a whole lot of interest from either one of us here. Um, I mean, he does have 13 points, Keep 19 games. Him. He's been heating up a little bit. He is a guy with a big shot. Are we looking to add him if you're a Vatnin owner as a bottom of your roster defenseman right now? I, I just don't think the Devils uh, are strong enough or deep enough offensively to warrant really Power rostering. Yeah, really warrant rostering uh, a couple of better blue liner that's not getting the top. There, yeah. uh, I'd rather have Heisman in yeah. than, than Or like Neil yeah. Points probably at the same rate and I'd rather have someone like that instead of something. Another big defenseman injury, too, actually. Cam Fowler out indefinitely after undergoing surgery to repair a complex facial fracture. That sounds brutal. Yeah, well, it, it, it looks brutal. Uh-huh. It's complex. Yeah. And then, yeah, it was terrible. Uh-huh. Brutal. Uh, then Hoppus Lindholm was placed on IR uh, with lower body injury as well. So down there, two defensemen. Uh, the big benefactor from that is Brandon Montour. But I'm going to talk about him. Uh, at and Josh later. Manson, and, uh, depending on, uh, especially in leagues with hits and block shots. Yes, uh, 100%. He's yeah. just a monster. <laughs> all I have for these two is they're both going to get about 800 minutes a night. That's yeah. all I put. I'm going to talk a little bit more about Montour later uh, in depth, so we'll wait on that one for a little bit. Um, good. Um, Jaden Schwartz will miss uh, at least the rest of the week, which is four games with an upper body injury. Uh, so... This uh, tonight, Robbie Fabry will move uh, to the top line in yep. that absence. Guy that I have been super high on. Switching band aids uh, in and out. Yeah, guy that I've been super high on. D doesn't love him. Uh, but I just don't understand your deep love for him. Just because it's, it's I the think can it, alert thing. Yeah, I just feel like he's a fringe he, top six player, and he's played like twenty games in the last three seasons. I, I don't get the point. Break, I just the get fact he out. broke his ankle playing for Canada. I can. just want what it does. I want him to break out because he's had such terrible luck. Can't stay healthy. Well, he's just, him and Schwartz are going to the same dude who's giving them like 
bone deficiency pills. TB12, actually. Yeah. Is that, are they on that method? Because it's not working. No. It's not working. Eh? Um, but, yeah, what is it with those two? Neither, yeah. But the, the blue is, it. it's, it's hard to really good. pinpoint who benefits from this injury. Uh, and Obviously, Fabry. Yeah, like, yeah, it, is, it, is Fabry right now. Fabry it is Fabry right now. But what I was going to say is they're so fluid with those lines all the yeah. time. Like, Shen, Shen was there the other day. Now it's Fabry. It could be Shen next yeah. game. It could be Perron. Like, it, they just they change it up all the time. Uh, but right now, I mean, if Fabry... Zach Sanford. Yeah, I doubt it, but it could be. Uh, so Fabry, though, tonight, obviously keep an eye on him on... See what he does on Monday. Yeah. He has a nice game on that top line. He could, you know, have a, a spot there for the rest of the week while, while uh, Schwartz is out. And like I said, they've got three more games left this week, so it could be a guy worth picking up uh, in the short term. Uh, now let's move between the pipes. Brutal injury. Andre Vasilevsky will miss four to six weeks with a fractured foot. Uh, they were saying, I guess... Put me in, coach. Well, yeah, he got uh, he got rocked in the yeah, foot scary. in practice. What a piece! And then like skated off the ice. They put like ice on his foot, and then like he iced it for like five minutes, and then tried to put his skate back on and like go back out and continue playing goal. And they're like, dude, like no. And like Domingue's like, bro, like you stay off the ice. Yeah. But like they were tweeting out saying that, oh, it's so hard to keep a number one. Like can't tell a number one that he's hurt because they just get rattled. I, I think you're always worried to a number one. Like obviously, Vasilevsky. He should. I don't think Vasilevsky. He's the best in the league. Worried, he's, but you always are worried. You know that the guy could like it's yeah. the back of everyone's mind. That could, but when the guy's Louis like, Domingue. Yeah, I know exactly. Yeah. He has no reason whatsoever. But I think it is always you know back there or. Yeah. Maybe the fear of will it ever be the same? It's I don't know. It just sucks for a goalie in general. Yeah, I'm at the point though, like with Louis, he's just so bad. I feel like it's got to be such a cupcake match. Get you those dubs though. To even be worth it though, but yeah, it, like early in the week though, I don't even no, think it's yeah. worth it. Like you get the dub and tonight four he's playing Nashville. Against, like, I'm not putting him in. No, no exactly. I mean it's because I forgot to, but I'm not putting him in against Nashville. <laughs> yeah, he like I think he's a guy that can be decent. Like. He's gonna, but he's gonna allow three goals a game. Yeah, like don't expect them to. You know, and they're gonna win four three. Yeah, yeah. I think though, like if you're in a league where it's just wins, or like it doesn't really count the goals against average and save percentage, or you, like, a, like, yeah, well, like well, there's there's those, those dumb there's those points leagues where you get points for a win and maybe minus one for a for a goal against. It doesn't hurt you as much as it does when it's like an eight ninety save yeah. percentage. That'll kill you. But if it's a points league where wins and goals against or saves, you know, he's gonna he'll chip in there. It all depends. Uh, what kind of league you're in? Oh, Hornquist has got another assist tonight. Damn it. Rubbing it in your face. Um, and then Brian Elliott's out uh, at least two weeks with lower body injury. Uh, I don't think anybody here really gives a shit about Alex uh, Lyon or Calvin, Calvin Picard, Picard at this point. I mean, I'd or rather Brian have Brian Elliott for that. Man. Yeah, I'd rather have Louis Domingue <laughs> than both those guys. Yeah. Uh, and then Jack Campbell's expected to miss four to six weeks after undergoing surgery to repair some out. Torn meniscus. Uh, exact hurt. same injury as Jonathan Quick. Mm-hmm. I don't know how that happens, but it did. LA tweeting at you was kind of funny. Though. Yeah, that I was nice funny. giggle out of that. Um, but Cal Peterson stepped in and looked really solid. Yeah. So terrible in the AHL this season. Yeah, but he's a, he was a pretty big goalie prospect. Same like, I mean, thing as Maxime Legacy He's a fourth-round pick, and he bounced around organizations. He wasn't, like, huge. I think no, he's no. just done well the last couple yeah. seasons. He's played He played well at Notre Dame. Like, the people were expecting yeah, decent. Yeah. Not, nobody's expecting him to be. There's yeah. a reason he was number four on the depth chart. Yeah, but, well, he had an 888 save percentage, like, through uh, whatever it was, 10 AHL games yeah. this year. It just reminds me of Scott Darling a couple years ago when he had, like, an 870 AHL save percentage. If and you came get, in and had a 950. If you get on board with this and he turns into Scott Do- uh, this, Darling, that's all right. Yeah, yeah. Just what? for this year. Just don't invest in him next year when yeah. he gets traded and be, he's the starter for the Hurricanes. Isn't this, like, what Cal Maxime Legacy did or whatever Cal-Pierce. last year with uh, with Vegas? We're, like, stay the hell away from this guy. Yeah. He's got, like, an 800 save percentage, and then he came in and just brought them, you know. 
10 wins. 10 wins or whatever the hell out of nowhere and then went back to the AHL and just sucked ass. Yeah, so. that happens to goalies. They're voodoo. Yeah. So there's always going to be one, right? Yeah. I mean, look at it. The six-worth goalie on an expansion team can come in and light it up for 10 games. What does it really What does it really matter, dude? It doesn't. I mean, I could probably just go put play. me in there. Just yeah. ride them on the rock. But do you guys have anything to add uh, in terms of this before we go to uh, Blue Stones and then come back with our waiver work pickups? Or you just want to save it for your waiver work? Peterson looks great the other night, but he did get lit in the third there. A little worrisome. Yeah, but like, but it's a forty-shot game. Like, yeah. the guy has like. I think we need to decide whether we want to call him Cal or Calvin. I don't like Cal. this inconsistency. I like Cal, I like Cal too, but I'm seeing Calvin all no, the time. No, it's definitely Cal. It's definitely Cal. Yeah. It's for like it's Cal. Honey Cal. Leave like Calvin to the Picard. I was pissed how good he looked because I played uh, Cal Picard. I'm gonna start calling him. That. Yeah, I stacked like all the uh, all the predators that night against them. I had like Forsberg, Smith, Johansson, and Ellis, yeah. and they were just getting shots, shots, shots like Throwing crazy, them that, and yeah. just robbing shots, them. Shots, yeah. Here on Forsberg, like two or three separate occasions, I was like, "Son of a poor guy, bitch. Like the worst is yet to come. Like they're like they get looks even great Jack Campbell was playing great, nine twenty three save percentage, but had like five wins. Yeah, tonight's gonna be a real test, man. Games. Third start, and he's gonna nights. score some goals. Yeah, which you know. It's coming. Who called Kovalchuk? Kovalchuk's got eight points in twenty games. Like it's gonna, it's gonna get better. It'll happen. Anyways, I don't know how much. Enjoy better. those stones. Enjoy the blue stones. We'll see you guys back here in sixty seconds. It's not over now. Don't let your flag turn away. It's not over now. Not this. So blow a kiss and wrap me up in darkness Make it quick before the feeling sticks and holds I can't see no other way to come So pick up your bags and we can start something new again Episode 13 of the Daily Faceoff Podcast. I'm your co-host Dylan Berthium. As always, we hope you enjoy those sweet riffs from the Blue Stones. Black Holes out on Spotify, out on Apple Music right now. Check it out. Um, repeat. So, uh, we, f- we fucked up. We, uh, we yeah. realized we forgot to do our Stars of the Week at the start of the episode. So, I'm we're just going to shove them in there right now. Before we get started Star of the Week break. was just the guy that just injured everybody. That yeah. Was, yeah. He, he, took, he sold the show. If you were healthy, you made it on the Stars of the Week, actually. <laughs> Uh, but I'm going to start it off with a little bit of a shameless yeah, self prop Yeah. Uh, Miko Koivu, you might have heard. I suggested him as a streaming option last week because the Wild were playing four games and he's uh, playing heavy minutes on the Wild's top line right Brother now. Brother of Saku. Yeah. And uh, Miku, Miko, Miku, you got me again. <laughs> Sorry. Ruined his That's name. on me. Yeah. He delivered, you know. Five, or two goals, five assists in four games. Seven points for Koivu. Uh, talked about how, you know, if you were in need of some assists later in the week, 
definitely be the guy to go after, and he delivered. Uh, picked him up myself. Yeah. Uh, he's making it hard to drop him right now because he's playing 19 minutes a night, and he's just off a point-per-game pace right now. Uh, the goals are never going to be there with Koivu, but the assists always are. The guy's gotten 30 assists like uh, every year except – I think the only, only seasons Koivu uh, didn't get at least 30 assists were his rookie year and the 48-game lockout season. It's absolutely crazy. Uh, so, yeah, crazy consistent. Uh, and he's playing more than he has in recent years and playing you know in more opportune spots, playing on the top line. Seen a lot of power play time as well. Uh, so might be worth holding on to for just a little, little while longer. Uh, but as you saw, it was definitely well worth the streaming start. Yeah, enough uh, to get a star. Last week. That's big. Yeah. It's a star. Yeah, had nothing to do with the fact that I chose another streamer. But no. It's legitimate. Seven points. Yeah, it's right there. Yeah. Uh, just to bring it down from your tire pumping. Sure. First of all, a great call. Second of all, currently you're 25th out of 25 in our contest right now with a negative 0.5 points. What? <laughs> negative points from score. I don't know. Reimer gave up a goal. Oh, Reimer gave up a goal. Anyways, uh, my start of the week yeah, was Cam Atkinson. Uh, Atkinson <laughs> scored a goal in all three of his contests and capped it off with a Hattie. Uh, so he had five goals, three assists. Give him favorite points player. in three games. Uh, his Hattie like, was so quick, eh? Just like, boom, boom, boom. Yeah, that was ridiculous. I mean, not not Brandon Point. 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 Yeah. Not Brandon Point quick. I mean, that like, it was, it was quick in terms of how Ooh, early in the game it was. Yeah. Like, it was I, all in the first period, was it not? I'm pretty sure. So, anyways, so then Brandon Point had it. You're just like, all right. I just remember playing DraftKings at night. I'm like, well, I didn't play for Hackinson, so my night's over. He has a Hattie in the first period. But, yeah, Brandon Point. He's got a goal tonight, too. Brandon Point was my honorable mention for... That star of the week. That speedy three. He's been unbelievable this year. Up to the top unit, finally, too. Yes. Fantastic. Back up to the top unit. He spent the whole year there last season. They just didn't uh, want to give it to him this year. Yeah. Cologne too good, but not yeah. no more. Cologne too good. Uh, Speed, uh, two gaps. I, uh, I decided to go towards the net since, you know, we don't show very much recognition there on weekly stars. And this Dude, guy net. just absolutely slayed it. Corey Crawford. Corey. We, uh, you know, we kind of sh- shat on, uh, on, on Corey Crawford last week. Kind of when, when, when you're talking about goaltenders, and we put them at the bottom of our list out of our ten there, um, and Crawford decided, "Hey boys, I'm gonna show you guys." To be uh, fair, we put Mike Smith at the bottom. Yeah, we, we did. We did. We didn't put Crawford at the bottom, but Crawford showed up this week. Three starts, two wins, nine eighty save percentage on a hundred shots yeah. across three starts. It's ridiculous, <laughs> and a point six five goals against average, one shutout. Shut out the Blues on thirty two shots. Beat the Wild on thirty nine shots, only giving up one. Uh, he's got a new coach, and he's kind of like, hey, guys, don't worry. I'll make it a little bit easier for you on this one here. I don't know if you guys saw Taze and the coach, you know, give him yeah. the That was pretty, pretty, pretty touching. Cool. But uh, but Good awesome guy. for Crawford to kind of, you know, help the new guy out and step up like this. I couldn't believe it. Faced the most shots this week out of any goaltender and obviously had the most saves um, and had the best save percentage to go along with it. So uh, the guy was an absolute horse this week. If you played him in any of your leagues, he boosted your save percentage all the way up there. Um Honestly, one of the best goalie weeks I've seen out of a goalie in a long time. In um, recent memory. Yeah, and I don't even, I'm just really excited about it. It was uh, I didn't expect such a good week from anyone. You didn't hear that much about it. Um, but, yeah, no, great great week for Crawford across the board. Um, well, getting absolutely peppered. Atkinson, by the way, just picked up an assist on a Pierre-Luke Dubois goal. He's on fire. Yeah. She's got a goal and assist already. It's way yeah. Uh But, yeah, Crawford was great. It was funny because like a bunch of the – uh, Blackhawks reporters were like, well, it's been great to have him back. And I'm like, that's what he said the first time he Seems was back. Like- and then he shit the bed for five starts and then played good again. <laughs> Relax. He was, been, he was back and then he's just not back and he's back again. I'm like, that's how that works. Hot you can't cold. just talk like You're that. You're waiting but- for a while to air that grievance. Eh? Yeah, Jesus. Wow. 
I just thought it was a little bit silly. Anyway. Felt pent up. Uh, so, yeah. We you guys see Joe Q, by the way? Windsor alert. Joe Q slamming Shotskis yesterday. I'm oh, like, yeah. That is hilarious. the best. Well, that was the best thing I've ever seen. So, Joe, right. Joe Quinn Quin- yeah. on fun employment right now. He's uh, was He was it? doing shots at the, the Bears game. Bears tailgate doing shots, he was just, you know, the skis with the shots on it, doing it with fans, and just loving it. It was yeah. amazing. So. Yeah. Apparently Enjoy your a, fun employment. Apparently he's a beauty. One of our premium subscribers uh, played some craps with him in Vegas. I mean, really? Craps, craps with Blackjack last, last year. Um, and said he's just a beauty. And he's like a legit Windsor alert in all aspects. Like, grew up here. Yeah. Uh, played for the Spitfires, I believe. Um, and yeah, yeah, you know, we love him. Bring that stash to Detroit. Grew right? up in Essex, to be fair, but... Uh, but, you know, we'll we, take it. we call that. Anyways. Um, so, yeah, we talked about a shitload of injuries in the first half, and now we're going to bring some, uh, you know, we talked about some guys that could be worthwhile replacements, but now we're going to get into the meat of the guys that we really think, um, like, we really want to add. Guys we're really interested in, in adding to our rosters right now. So, D, we haven't heard from you in a minute here. Let's start with you. Uh, mm-hmm. Who on this waiver wire, under 50% owned, are you looking at? Uh, I think we just mentioned him briefly last week, actually talking about how you could drop him as he fell down the lineup. But uh, Jason Palmerville back up, back on the Sabres top line, resurrected yeah, for the game tonight against the Penguins. Uh, like we said, you know his uh, roster viability all just depends on where he's at in that lineup. He's a worthy pickup whenever he's playing with Skinner and Eichel. Uh, it makes for an especially strong streaming option this week. The Sabres play four times this week. Obviously, one of them is tonight, uh, but you can still get three games out of him on Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday. Hopefully he'll be on the top line all week long. Uh, but obviously, like I say, you still want to keep an eye on that. His spot there is anything but concrete. And like we said, his value just completely plummets if he slides down the lineup at all. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but Skinner and Eichel have been obviously been very good together this year. Their third wheel is going to warrant some attention no matter what. Uh, but their numbers actually get a lot stronger with Palmerville, like drastically better. As a line, the three of them are averaging 34 scoring chances per 60. Uh, but Skinner and Eichel without Pawnville averaging just 14 scoring chances per 60, which is like crazy bad. Yeah. Um, it's like fourth line bad. <laughs> so, you know, it's reflective in their Corsi as well. Yeah, 60% Corsi when all three of them are on the ice compared to just 41.96 when Skinner and Eichel are on without Pawnville. Yeah. Um, so he's bringing more to this line that people give him credit for. Could help him solidify a spot on that top line moving forward. Uh, but just, you know, brings more justification to adding him right now in the meantime either way. Uh, on the top power play unit, I think. Maybe not. But... Uh, either way, you see how much, uh, you know, just explain how many scoring chances they're seeing at even strength when he's on that line. Uh, so he's going to get a ton of chances to produce as long as he's playing with Skinner and Eichel at 30% right now. And yeah, he's yeah, currently like, on the second power play unit, but it's a pretty uh, formidable unit as well. I mean, Ocposo, Rissalainen, the boy, Risso, Miss, uh, Middlestad, Shiri, uh, they play them pretty evenly. Um, and then, but they do kind of move it around a lot. I mean, Palmville moved back to top line, and it could be on the top power play. It's yeah. almost like they uh, they took he wasn't off in, just to he wasn't test in, it. in practice this morning, but you never know. Um, Beebs, who are you looking at? Uh, right for now? me, just because it's uh, we're hot off it. I have to. Uh, we mentioned earlier, S. Lundell, twenty six percent owned right now of the Dallas Stars. We did mention, you know, right now it's either him or Heiskanen, which everyone you want to own. So keep an eye on who's on power play one. But as of today, S. Lundell was on power play one um, alongside. Uh, three pretty good forwards. Uh, start with Rajlov, Segan, and then you know go Ben. Um, so I like that power play anytime. So if you get a guy who can step in there, Lindell looks like he's going to eat a ton of ice. You mentioned earlier that um, there's 25 minutes worth to go around of Klingberg and Lindell is he's he's a wily vet in year two here in, in Dallas with what they got back there. Seven goals, 20 assists throughout a full year last season when he kind of just dipped his toe, you know, felt out the year, was playing very protected, um, but. You know, I, I love a guy who gets, who's going to get 25-plus minutes likely a night, at least for the next six weeks. 
if you got that opening with these injuries, scoop this guy up. Um, but again, him and Heiskanen, one and the same. I just like whoever's at the top there for your team. Um, and they should both be available. So, uh, yeah. Back ends need help. Yeah, I'll stick in the stick with the back end here. Uh, Brandon Montour. Uh, stick in that dump. Let's go. <laughs> Jesus Christ. In the back end. Uh, Brandon Montour, 45% owned in, in Anaheim. Uh, mentioned him a little bit earlier. Uh, we talked about him a little bit earlier this season as well. Uh, but his value, like we mentioned, uh, has reached an all-time high right now. Montour, who's already uh, had a decent amount of value, evidenced by uh, his own percentage climbing close to 50. Uh, he'll be featured heavily with both Cam Fowler and Hampus Lindholm out. Uh, played over 29 minutes in Toronto on Thursday. Yeah. Uh, 25 and a half minutes on Sunday. Factoring That's like all... Klingberg times two. That's like 50 minutes to replace. <laughs> and Carlisle just cannot do that math. So. No. It's going to fall on like two guys, Manson and Montour. But on, uh, <laughs> on Sunday, he factored, in, so all... <laughs> factored in all three of the Ducks goals, picking up a goal and two assists. Uh, the increased five-on-five five ice time and a firm hold of the top power play unit while Fowler's out for the next little bit. Uh, should elevate Montour into the number three defenseman conversation because uh, he's always been a guy who's got a lot of offensive upside. He's one of our breakouts this year. And uh, at this point, yeah, so many wins earlier. Uh, but <laughs> this just really cements his value right now. And if he's available in your league, I suggest, especially if you need to help getting out and, and adding him right away. Uh, D, back to you. One more option on the blue line. Should we go for it? Yeah, go for it. That back uh, end. Colin Miller, you know oh, the boy. Actually, feels pretty good to talk about Miller. You ever talk about this guy? Uh, I, I recommended him a lot in the preseason. Yeah, I was did. pretty high on him, uh, but he's gotten off to a terrible start. Yeah, uh, can't front, <laughs> or he did get off to a terrible can't start. Front. Three uh, apples yesterday. You know, it was in large part due to poor on ice shooting percentage, but Miller registered just two assists through the team's first 15 games. His power play time started to dip as a result, but the puck is finally starting to bounce his way, and he has reclaimed his spot on the Golden Knights' top power play unit. Uh, spot he held down for the majority of last season. It had a lot to do with his upside in the preseason. So uh, Miller now seven assists his last six games. Like Brock said, three assists uh, in the game yesterday. 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 Yeah. Uh, Crushed it. But he remains without a goal in the season. He has 46 shots in 21 games. Puts him on pace for 180. Right on par with what he did last year when he netted 10 goals. He's got a heavy shot. If he continues to get the puck on net at this rate, the goals will come. But like I said, the assists are there in the meantime. His on ice shooting percentage is slowly climbing up. It's up to 6.9%. Should continue to regress for him. Uh, should have no problem maintaining around a half a point per game pace moving forward. It could provide a lot more than that once his shooting percentage starts to come around. Uh, so, yeah, worthy of a pickup in the meantime, Colin Miller. Finally starting to get that uh, you know extra ice time we yeah. were expecting at the start of the year. Yeah, and it, which is funny to say because it's probably going to level out a little bit with Schmidt, with Schmidt yeah. back. And I think Schmidt's a guy that's also worth taking a look at. Doesn't see uh, the power play time or shouldn't at least see the power play time that both um, uh, Theodore and Miller should get. But... Schmidt obviously ate into it a lot last year, but I think all three of those guys are really, uh, they should be on your rosters. Yeah. Schmidt already showing a huge impact yesterday, plus one, um, six, three win. They looked a lot better than before. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, I'm going to take it from the back end, bring it to the front end. <laughs> um, grabbing a guy who uh, many people think is a lot older than he, than he, than he seems to be, 52% owned Jonathan Druin out in Montreal. Seven goals. I don't think he's old at all. Ten assists. Through 20 games this year. That's good for 17 points. Um, he's only 23 years old, but is in now his fifth season in the NHL. It's a guy who um, so people had a ton of had a ton of uh, ton of hype for back in the day after he put up uh, 105 and 108 in junior in less than 50 games. Yeah. Absolutely ridiculous. Might have had something to do playing with Nathan McKinnon. Maybe. Never heard it of that guy. Sense, I've never heard of that guy. <laughs> um, but yeah. Um, he's so good. 
he was, uh, things kind of blew up in Tampa, and mm-hmm. he ended up in Montreal, and people kind of forgot about him in fantasy, as they do when people go to Montreal. Sure. Um, but this is someone who, at 23, is absolutely capable of um, stepping up from previous career numbers, which he looks to be doing this year, as this team in itself is kind of proving to be a lot better than anyone thought, obviously the addition of Domi. Um, yeah. Had a 21-goal, 32-assist season back in 16-17 with Tampa. That's pretty good. I'd like that on my roster at any time, and at uh, 52% owned. Definitely got to keep an eye on. Um, Druin looks like a leader there this year, a lot yeah. more than he has in previous years. Um, known to go hot and cold, though. That's yeah, he's like. just like he's finally, you know, there's just uh, too much depth on the Lightning for him to really get yeah. uh, the run of ice time, his skill set warranted, or maybe not warranted, but, uh, you know, that he needed to get to kind of, you know, see what he really has. It's always kind of been expected that he could really be a threat on the power yeah. play, and we're He's starting to see that in Montreal. Right yeah, That's and a ton of time. Yeah, and yeah. just a ton of power play time. Yeah, um, and he's not even really crushing yeah. the power play. That's yeah. the thing. Nine points his last seven games, so he's on a heater right now, and only two of those are on the power play. Yeah, so, you know. Yeah. yeah. So I, I think that really bodes well for him moving forward. Like, there's literally no threat to his power play time. Um, so, yeah, I think he runs the. Point yes. On the power yeah. play, yeah. yeah. Um, so that's a that's a nice little spot to be in. Um, For sure, I, you know, it's an effective least, unit. I, you know, a little underrated. It's not great, but it's you know, it's going to score on their fair share. Got three months till sure. Shea comes back. So. Yeah, it's going to hover around twenty percent. So. Uh, I, I think just a good spot for him to be in overall, the best possible spot, really. Like I say, he's going to get full run of ice time. Uh, playing with a half-decent player himself and Max Domi. Great flow, uh, too. A couple guys who obviously underestimated at the start of the season, but I don't think anyone really saw this level of production coming, but it seems legit from both of them. Oh, you didn't expect or at least 11 legit. goals from Max Domi at this point? <laughs> Did not. Career high? Career high? Is it? No. He had 19. Yeah, I was just thinking he had 9 we had last 9 year. last year. Yeah. Uh, Andre Cash is my pickup at 9% owner now. Right wing in Anaheim. Uh, Cash is a 23-year-old winger who's looking to build off of a nice sophomore season. Uh, he had 20 goals and 18 assists, uh, 38 points last year. Since making his debut, season debut four games ago, missed the start of the year uh, with a concussion, I believe. Some sort of injury, doesn't matter. Uh, Cash has been shooting the puck from all angles. Uh, so far, he has 21 shots, 7 per game, through four contests. Uh, but just one goal to show for it so far. That came yesterday. And... Uh, Speaking of yesterday, he was moved to the top line with Ryan Getzlaff and Ricard Raquel, uh, a spot where he will get a ton of shots off uh, and should thrive if he plays there for an extended period of time. Uh, they're pretty thin on the wing. Uh, we've seen players like Potnis Aberg uh, see some time with Getzlaff this year. Uh, Cash is obviously a way better option uh, than Aberg. Off the wire to the first line. Exactly. Uh, Ridiculous. So... There are a few waiver wire options that will offer this kind of shot volume and this kind of upside. Uh, he's a guy that I, I liked at the start of the season, uh, just based on that shot volume alone. He was rated in that. And, you know, not the, quite the same conversation as, like, Fiala and, and Meyer when it turned, you know, 230-shot potential. He was but right around the 200-shot potential if his ice time increased. Uh, and right now, he now he looks like a guy who could he'd go for 250. I mean, seven shots a game is a little ridiculous, but uh, he's fired you know, from everywhere right now. And I love it. it. And, like, honestly, Getzlaff has been unreal this year. Like, when he's in the lineup, Getzlaff's been phenomenal. We know how much damage Getzlaff and Raquel can do together. And if Cash plays there for an extended period of time, look out. I mean, yeah. there's nobody really pushing him for, like, for ice time. He's not team, on the top the power play unit right now because Aberg is. But, I mean, you could easily replace uh, Aberg there as well. So, I like Cash at 9%. Available in a shitload of leagues. So, move quick. Get him on your roster. Uh, right wing only, but... 
better than being center only at this point. Sweet spot in my heart. Last year, random DraftKings, uh, I played him as a complete punt, and he just put up a hat trick. So <laughs> I, uh, I really a like soft him. spot for him. I absolutely love him. I'll um, do it. That is all. Yeah, I, I think it's fine. <laughs> no, it's your. If you yeah, want no, me it's add on, on to you. Yeah, <laughs> but he on. does think that he's fine. I think he's fine. For it's K A S E, by the way. Yeah. Um, for those of you looking up cash, 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 whatever you know. Uh, I'm actually going to go to the crease uh, for a change. <laughs> go to the crease. Go to the crease. Go to the crease. You hate talking with these guys. Yeah, but I like talking about Casey to Smith. Yeah, um, everyone knows that. Matt Murray's grip on the Penguins' starting job is weakening with every poor performance. And despite the Penguins' is he just not struggles, he's Matt Murray, just I told you this like before ass. the year. No, but like, is he just like really bad? No. I think so. He's <laughs> really cocky, I think. Yeah. A little bit of both. <laughs> a lot of bit of both. Um, but yeah, despite the Penguins' struggles defensively, uh, DeSmith has played quite well this season. He's got a 9.30 save percentage, a 2.25 goals against average. He's flat out outplayed Murray this season uh, and has earned serious consideration as the Penguins' starter. Uh, Pittsburgh, obviously, you know, doesn't seem to be quite as good as they were in years past. Finally, maybe starting to show their age a little bit. Uh, but still a very potent team offensively. They should have no problem climbing back into the playoff picture once Crosby is healthy. I think their goalie, you know, whoever it is, uh, come midpoint of the season, the All-Star break is going to be highly coveted in fantasy hockey. Yeah. Right now, DeSmith projects to be that guy. Uh, he's available in 65% of Yahoo leagues, but that number is getting smaller by the day. You could see another big jump tomorrow if DeSmith, DeSmith has another strong game. Tonight, uh, Penguins are up 2-1 against the Sabres after the first, so who knows what happens there. Uh, but there's just a ton of upside with any Penguin goaltender. DeSmith has done nothing but play well at the NHL level. I think he's earned himself at least a timeshare moving forward, which is enough to warrant a roster spot on its own. Yeah, this is a notorious hot team second half. We've seen it for the last couple years. I mean, even last year, people were calling Sid over the hill by game 30. Um, and then look at the year he put together. So I like it, D, for the second half, especially with how ridiculous goalies have been this year. I think every person in the league thinks they have bad goalies and is looking to trade for a goalie, but they don't realize that nobody What's his own has a goalie. Right now? 35%. 35%. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy. He could be fun. I mean, the Penguins look like a tire fire defensively, so... Uh, but he's yeah. played well, you know? No, I mean? he has played well. Even last year. I, he, I know he only played like 15 games last year, but he had a 9.22 The positive for him, and it's the same about the goalie I'm about to talk about, is that, like, Murray's played so bad that, yeah. like, all the Smith has to do is be half decent, and if they're winning games, he's going to keep playing. Yeah. And that's the same thing. He doesn't need to play great. He just needs to play mediocre to be a good fantasy goalie yeah. starting for the Penguins. Exactly. And that's the same goes uh, for David Riddick, who I have at 46% owned. Uh, you don't get the nickname Big Save Dave by accident. The <laughs> uh, 26-year-old netminder. Yeah. He's the first goalie ever named Dave. Yeah, yeah. well, David, but there's got to be other ones. I'm um, anyways, uh, Big Save Dave <laughs> has stepped up uh, big time with Mike Dave Smith. Maggio, guy who pushes off the net. Sorry. The nice. NHL guy? Gotcha. Uh, <laughs> stepped up big time with Mike Smith struggling through the first seven weeks of the season. Uh, Riddick boasts a 192 goals against average, a 933 save percentage, one shutout, and a plus 5.3 goal saved above average, which is good for 10th in the NHL right now. Uh, in just nine appearance, appearances this season. Uh, Riddick has started three of the last six games. We'll start for the second straight night tonight. Uh, and his usage should only continue to increase if he keeps playing great. And Wallace, uh, Mike Smith sucks ass. Yeah. Uh, most impressive about Riddick's numbers is 955 uh, 5v5 save percentage, which ranks third in the NHL right now among qualified goaltenders behind only Pekka Rene and Ryan Miller. Uh, he's a legit fantasy option right now. Uh, yeah. The Flames are a pretty solid team. They got a nice uh, blue line in front of them. Mike Smith's been an absolute disaster. So Riddick could see a legitimate workload moving forward for the next couple weeks, uh, if not months. And I don't think you have any goalies to talk about. 
Beebs. Um, do you have any other players to speak about? Uh, yeah, I got uh, someone. They don't. They don't call him Smiley Riley for no reason. Uh, Riley Smith. Oh, okay. No one calls him that. I'm sorry. No. I just Big Save Dave's a real thing. I couldn't. just. I couldn't. Do, do you guys know Mike Fail? Yeah. Like he's on. He's a big like Flames uh, like Twitter presence, and no. he. You know how they do like the after hours oh, shit. Mike. They yeah, do like the after yeah, hours yeah, CBC. And, yeah, so it was on there the other Talk day. Talking about my boy Scott Oak, and, and they were talking. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we know Scott. They were talking to Riddick like post game, and then like they answer like Twitter questions, or whatever. The Twitter questions pop up, and then literally it was just like Mike Fail used to work for Flames Nation, and uh, tweets. So how does it feel to be called Big Save Dave? And then it's just been popping. <laughs> it's a great off name, Calgary. And it's a great name because he's been making big smiley uh, rallies. Big, big, so, big, big smiley rallies. Forty eight percent owned. Um, Started the year quite bad this year. Um, Heating up though, for sure. Yeah, exactly. So this is why I want people to take this flyer. Uh, people, people in fantasy generally have uh, very short memories, which is why Riley Smith is forty percent owned. He's playing first line power play, first line everything with his two favorite line mates, the Wild Bull William Carlson, legit nickname. Wild, Wild, Wild Bill. Bill. Wild Bill. Sorry. <laughs> Wild Bull. I just bombed it. Wild Bill. The Wild Bill. The Wild Bull. Anyways, um, top, top line in Vegas. Um, and I honestly, I think that Schmidt coming back impacts this team as a whole. He's a puck-moving defenseman from the back end who um, who I think definitely you know can start to play a lot quicker than some of the guys they had playing the minutes, the 20-plus minutes that he's going to get nightly. Yeah, plus, um, he's all juiced up now. Exactly. He's all juiced up. We know that. Um, only looking to help out guys around him. But Smith had a 60-point season a year ago and a 50-point season three years ago. So, Absolutely expect him, you know, to kind of with just with the ice time in the line. Well, it wasn't right, just like, him that was struggling. That whole line the was kind of having yeah, a tough time. Now they're kind of hitting it off. The whole yeah. team really was yeah, having absolutely. nothing going for him. And they're all a little bit of a slump to start. Colin Miller. And wouldn't works. you know it? William Carlson is not shooting twenty five percent. Wouldn't you know it though? They bring Nate Schmidt back and it cures all. They're one and zero, undefeated with Nate yeah, Schmidt in the lineup. So exactly. You think I am so. If you Google the Wild Bull. The Wild Bull brings up the Wild Bull Saloon in Kalamazoo, Michigan. There is no NHL player. We gotta hit it up for episode 100. If you Good check plug. It, yeah, we should. A great bartenders, great food, a great place to have fun and meet people. I bet you they'd sponsor us for like 40% off. Small or drink selection, overpriced drinks. Don't like that. But anyways, uh, that's yeah, the, the Wild Bull, the real one. Greg Jennings wants to go to Kalamazoo. And uh, do you guys have anybody else to talk about? <laughs> that's, I think. I think that's it. That's it. Smiley it's right Anyways, <laughs> uh, I hope you guys enjoyed season no, four. Chase and Jason? <laughs> what? <laughs> Can I finish? <laughs> yeah. Hope you guys enjoyed season four, episode 13 of the Daily Face Off podcast. Before these two get any more out of hand, Jason we'll send it over to the Blue Stones. We'll see you guys back here next week. Can you talk about Jason Adams? Peace. <laughs>
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.